authors. I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. authors. I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. We have hit 90 episodes. Can you believe it? Never did I think when I started this itty bitty podcast, I would be approaching 90 episodes. And to celebrate today's interview is a loner sold from me. And I'm chatting about your hybrid author profile and how to build balance sustaining a hybrid author career. So in my author adventure this week, I'm not going to talk too long as the loner sword is coming up and much of what I've been pondering about, such as what a hybrid author actually is, is covered in this episode. But I'm happy to report it's been a busy week in hybrid author land. It's traditional submission day today, September 1st for my children's fiction. I have long been waiting for Larrikin House to open their windows, as they call them, for me to fly in on my broomstick with my picture book and junior fiction submissions. Oh, They only open twice a year, so mark up March 1st and September 1st in your calendars, folks, if this is a publishing house you feel you fit the mould. So last year, my picture book, The Shouting Family, was long listed with Larrikin House for their 20 2022 picture book and graphic novel competition. Larrikin's slogan is we take fun seriously and the website is bright, bold and the kind of books that they produce is where I feel my writing fits best. Quirky, edgy, original, funny, kid-focused books that push boundaries. On their website they say Larrikin House has been publishing books that kids love since 2019 and so they're fairly new and they believe in the importance of engaging readers at an early age and above all they believe in fun. So this week has been getting my picture book, not The Shouting Family, but my other picture book, the one recently inspired whilst away on our three-month caravan trek, formatted Larrikin's guidelines, as well as my junior fiction, which I'm also submitting as well. So wish me luck with my submissions. I talk a lot about rejection and the feelings of rejection in publishing, uh, traditional publishing anyway, probably because I've had a lot, but what comes with traditional publishing house submitting in the beginning is a feeling of excitement and of hope and of possibility of dreaming of wonder and of a long wait there's a three-month cricket callback which means in three months if they haven't contacted you expect a rejection rather than being formally rejected via email so I don't know if that's kinder or or not maybe so but it will be a nice Christmas present in three months time if uh, you know I've received a traditional publishing deal come December (laughs) so for me having a traditional publishing deal deal. Uh, It's important because I want that experience of working with a traditional publishing house. I want to see what all the fuss is about. I also want the opportunities that open up to me by going down this route, such as literary festivals and marketing status. And I'm sure there's just a lot of other secret society 
communities that published traditional published authors are a part of. I'm also curious to see what happens and to be able to report it back to you about about what it's like from both sides. You know, the self the independent publishing, which I talk about because I do, and the traditional side. On that note, being a hybrid author for me for so long has been solely about the way I publish, but recently it's becoming so much more. And again, something I'll dive into the loner sold on. But I just want to wish best of luck to all the authors submitting to Larrikin today. You've got to be in it to win it. By submitting and putting yourself out there, you are one step closer to your author dream. I recently met a fellow author who I've known for a while. You know, they've been chasing a traditional publishing deal, but they revealed to me they'd stopped writing in the last year and a half. And this conversation's kept coming back to me since chatting with them. And I wondered, you know, I've wondered why they stopped. Was it because they needed a break from the traditional publishing mill, receiving rejections regularly, which really can wear one down? Or was it more personal based? They themselves are a great writer their ideas are original and I just couldn't help but wonder about what happens when one stops. If you think ahead to the future, if you stop your dreams or goals, in the future you have no chance of success of achieving them for you have stopped. So it makes sense. However, if you keep up the fight and you keep pushing on, there's a big super big chance that you will achieve them. Of course, taking time out to reevaluate, you know, recharge, take the pressure off and recoup. Refuel your inspiration and your mind is imperative. So please don't mistake what I'm saying. If writing isn't for you, it isn't for you. I'm simply thinking if you stop here. If you stop, you won't go further. And I have thought about quitting writing a few times myself throughout this career when things have felt hard or like a long shot after rejection. But that's where this love of publishing myself has been the heroine. It's caught me and saved me and filled the void when traditional publishing has rejected me. And it's not just me. For so many other authors I know who have continuously done everything they could, worked tirelessly to succeed in securing a traditional publishing deals, you know, their crafts there, their writings there. All They've done everything, their aspect. There's nothing wrong. It's just various place, time, luck, whatever it is. It's still gotten them nowhere for various reasons. They're now indie publishing and they are so inspired so elated, it's truly heartwarming to watch. So both avenues have good and positive things about them. I've also been plowing on with my women's fiction this week. I've been knee-deep in podcast admin and other Squibby, which is a society of children's book writers and illustrators, if you hear me talk about that. Squibby Australia West newsletter stuff. I have a couple of bookish events on this weekend, a dinner and a workshop, which I'll share about next week. But I'm gearing up for a really inspiring, fun weekend with my kind of people book people. So big news, we have a third sponsor of the Hybrid Author Podcast joining Thorn Creative, your go-to for author web design and plotter your plotting software tool to help you outline your books. All will be revealed in the coming weeks of who will be joining the party. But as always, it will be individuals or companies which will aid you on your hybrid author adventure. So at one point, I switched on paid ads through the hosting platform that I host the podcast through. I think there was an ad for QuickBooks that maybe appeared on some of the episodes or one of them. I've since switched it off. <laughs> it's just not worth it. It, it, it. So you're not going to hear anything random that I haven't chosen from now on. So I just wanted to touch on what sponsorship of the podcast does is pay for the outgoing costs of the podcast, such as the hosting platform. Much like a website, you need to have a platform to host all of your audio files. Uh, you've got to keep to store them on basically so they can be distributed 
distributed to the various audio platforms and be sort of kept on the web as such. There's also the promotional side, the materials to create the icons for each episode, as well as the software for conducting the interviews. These are all costs, but and most of those costs are now covered by the sponsorships. So I'm very grateful to those. I'm very grateful they're within the podcasting scope to serve you guys as listeners and hybrid authors and creators, really. But it's solely me who creates, edits and uploads the podcast. My efforts are financially covered by my longtime listeners. So thank you, you wonderful souls. You can contribute to the podcast over at buymeacoffee.com slash the hybrid author, where you can donate as little as $3, which buys me a coffee or three coffees for nine, nine bucks or a mega caffeine buzz at five coffees for 15. Let's all support each other. Your hybrid author profile and how to build balance sustaining a hybrid author career. So like when I interview guests on the podcast, I read out a short bio and I thought I'd do the same for me so those of you who don't know me can get to know me on a more personal and professional level. Joanne Morell is a writer, author and podcaster based in Perth, Western Australia, where she was born but grew up in a little fishing village off the east coast of Edinburgh in Scotland. Hence the accent. In the past, her professional writing life stemmed from freelance writing for magazines and online providers, as well as commercial technical script writing for media companies. As an author, Joanne has won awards for her short story writing and been longlisted for one of her picture books. She seeks traditional representation for her children's and young adult fiction under the pen name Jay-Z Morell, as well as independently publishing short non-fiction books for authors in her author lining series. Joanne is also currently writing a series in the women's fiction genre, which she plans to independently publish book one later this year. Joanne loves story in all mediums, film, television, and of course books, and consumes all formats, ebook, audio, and print. She's the social media coordinator and newsletter editor for the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, Squibby Australia West, and has volunteered as newsletter editor for the Children's Book Council of Australia, CBCA WA branch. Joanne founded her local book club in the past and is host and creator of the Hybrid Author Podcast, producing weekly episodes interviewing industry professionals on all aspects which make up a hybrid author career. So welcome me to the Hybrid Author Podcast. Let's start with your hybrid author profile. Now, a profile is defined as a short description of an individual or organization. Like I mentioned in the author adventure section, when I first started the hybrid author podcast, hybrid author was purely defined to me as the way in which us authors publish our books. On my website, I encourage authors to sign up for my free author pass to which they receive a free 14-page guide outlining what a hybrid author is, the reasons writers go hybrid, tips on how to discover your writing process, publish productively and get comfortable promoting books. As I also mentioned how I view a hybrid author now has advanced, this free author pass will also be updated accordingly and I'll keep you in the loop when this happens. So I'm going to read what my definition of a hybrid author was when I first started the podcast two and a half years ago. The hybrid author, you. As hybrid authors, we want to independently and traditionally publish our books. This is the definition of being a hybrid author. We publish our work as well as working with traditional publishing houses to publish other work for us. Everyone's reason for being a hybrid author is different, but some of the most common motives are 
We want full control over some of our books, but not all. We want the status of being traditionally published and the experience of working collaboratively with an in-house publishing team. But in the time it takes to secure traditional representation and the output of a book, we are being productive, we are being proactive and also publishing other work ourselves. We have commercial ideas that would fit traditional publishing house lists and the current book market and ideas which don't. Those of you regular listeners know, in my first year of university, undertaking a writing degree, I self-published a junior fiction book that was in 2014, I think. I didn't think about traditional publishing at the time. Self-publishing came first to me, and I can't remember why that was. Possibly being introduced to the Creative Pen podcast, which is a largely indie-based show hosted by prolific indie publisher Joanna Penn. She inspired me to self-publish and start this podcast, might I add. It wasn't until I joined Squibby that I began going to events where traditional publishers attended and critiqued work, and I began meeting traditionally published authors and attended traditionally published book launches, and very much became a part of that world. I saw the beautiful books that traditional publishers produce. I saw the events these authors put on where and were asked to attend. This is what set me on the traditional submitting author adventure. Although the self-published book I put out was my second full-length manuscript, I had major self-doubt publishing that work. And I feel that the traditional route for me back then was a lot to do with approval. I felt like if I had approval of a traditional publishing house, then my work was worthy enough. I was worthy enough. But now, grown in time and with experience, I'm more inclined to want a traditional deal because I have many ideas in many genres and I want to write them all. But being a one-woman business at this point in time, I can do it all, just not fast enough. But I want help. So if I can offload some of the publisher duties onto a trad publisher... As I mentioned before, I'm also curious as to what the process is like working with the trad team. You know, how different is it to independent publishing? Being received as and also being received as an author this way. And it's also another stream of income to rely on. It's not just me and my books. It's me, them and my books. From the two and a half years of interviewing, constructing and outputting the Hybrid Author podcast episodes... This has all brought me to my other realisation about what a hybrid author profile can be. And that's writing in more than one genre. So it's not just the publishing, it's, it's the writing as well. Writing in more than one genre. Not sticking to one category of writing. Episode 72, Sasha Wosley, she writes young adult fiction, middle grade fiction, adult contemporary and historical fiction. Episode 27, Sarah Epstein writes psychological thrillers and contemporary for young adults as well as contemporary YA. Episode 49, Stephen Herrick, non-fiction cycling travel books for adults and young adult fiction. Also writing in more than one format is a hybrid author. Episode 88, Catherine Lefroy, screenwriter and children's middle grade novelist. Catherine writes screenplays and she writes books. So different formats is also a form of hybrid authorship. Writing for more than one age group. So episode 56, Diane Wolfer, she writes young adult fiction, middle grade fiction, junior fiction and picture books. Still in the children's and YA categories but across age groups this is also a hybrid author mixing writing styles this one i'm super excited about and it was a real eye-opener for me one i had never even thought of but i'd like to dive more into this type of discussion as i said it's one i haven't played around with or even thought of but it's, it's definitely interesting so episode 63 children's and ya author pip harry on hybrid writing styles so pip incorporates verse into her narrative and some of our works. I just think by doing this, who knows what can come out? Some sort 
sort of hybrid book that's amazing. And of course, what started it all, Hybrid Author, How We Publish, episode 67, everything you need to know about hybrid publishing with P.L. Stewart. So the dictionary defines hybrid as a mixed character composed of different elements. We are only scratching the surface of comparison here to what makes a hybrid author. But for me, considering all these possibilities, being a hybrid author is ultimately having it all and not committing to just one way of doing things. And by doing this, I wholeheartedly believe you can expand your mind, expand your author reach, your hybrid author business, expand your hybrid author business and be secure in fulfilling your needs and wants to be here, there and everywhere. But then how does one do this effectively? How can just one be in all places at once? How do you build balance across all of these aspirations when you're up against an already stuffed to the seams fulfilling life? Kids, partner, other jobs, hobbies, friends, pets, extended family, downtime, exercise, holidays, sick days, mental health, other life commitments. It can be hard enough juggling all of this and working on one book. How can you balance being hybrid and having it all? Well, for the long-term listeners of the podcast, you might have heard me jumping between genres and ways of publishing and me being all over the place for a really long time. And I've always felt like I've not been giving enough to certain areas on occasion spread thin until now. You know, I went back and forth with thinking, right, I just need to focus on one project, get that done and then move on. Then I would go back to doing this project one week, that the next, here, there and everywhere. But mostly the realization I've come to is knowing that everything I was and also in regards to the podcast thinking, oh, this is a lot of work. It's taking me away from the writing. Everything I was and I'm still doing was super important to me. There wasn't any one thing I wanted to drop. I could see the benefits in all of them. So I'm blessed with many book ideas across many genres adult, children's, fiction, non-fiction, age groups, formats and publishing aspirations such as traditional and independent. So in recent times, talk of author brand has been a big one. Who are you as an author? Traditional publishers looking to pigeonhole you to one area of expertise and build on that. And I can see the logic here. It makes sense. Think of Stephen King, think of horror, think of Daniel Steele, think of romance. The fact is, you know what you're going to get with these authors. That's what sells. If you're jumping all over the place, how can you leverage that? There's a few ways, I believe, which is building a brand outside of genre, age groups, etc. That is of one umbrella for all personas. Pick one thing your work might have all in common and target that with extended reach into each different area. So this is mainly how my author hybrid author brand has come about because I wanted to self-publish and I wanted to traditional publish but non self independently publishing non-fiction and traditionally publishing children's fiction is quite different to one another in fact it's the far end of the spectrum but what I had in common was that way of those ways of publishing were hybrid. And for my life at the time, you know, raising two girls, two children, busy job, you know, working full time in various other roles, running a household, 
husband, all that sort of thing. With everything else I mentioned before, I struggled, struggled to have different brands. So I needed to have one and have everything under the same umbrella. So Hybrid Author is all these different things I talk about and I, it's, it's all in the one place. All my different personas, everything like that would be there. So it's actually a really exciting creative prospect of how you could intertwine all of your hybrid authorings together to be recognized maybe through design or by your author name or by themes. This is just what I love about this. It's You could do absolutely bloody anything you want. And I think that's all I've ever wanted out of life as a rebel teenager to now hybrid author Avenger and get a bit carried away. But I hope this gives you something to think about that you don't just have to be one thing. You can be it all. So that's how you might clump things together. How can you manage it all though as one and be productive? So what I've found is small steps and organization are absolutely detrimental to building balance within your hybrid author business. I want it all and I want it now, but everyone knows that the publishing industry is very slow. The traditional publishing side, you know, independently publishing is quicker, but obviously how you write, it, it depends on all sorts of things. So I've had to accept that I'm not the fastest writer in the world, but I am getting faster <laughs> and I'll continue to get quicker as each new book and formula merges. I've had to accept that I can't have everything now. Small steps to achieve big goals is the way. And I'm experiencing this with a number of Excel spreadsheets I'm ticking off across the various areas of my hybrid author business. So what you'll need to do is devise all of your plans and slowly pick through each one to break them down into the various areas of your hybrid author business. What's going to make that what's going to make up your hybrid author business effectively, which is writing, publishing and promoting. And there's so many tick offs that make up these sections. You'll most likely need to have a spreadsheet sheet for each one. So for me under writing, I have children's and that falls under age group, picture book, junior fiction and young adult fiction. I have a series of nonfiction author books and I'm currently writing my first in series women's fiction. For publishing, traditionally, I want to traditionally publish children's fiction. So therefore, I need to submit my work to traditional publishing houses weekly or monthly, depending on submissions. I also independently publish my nonfiction and plan to do the same for my women's fiction. So I need to be busy promoting my indie books each week. And this method is decided one at a time so far. Now, I'm currently targeting libraries for my nonfiction work. And that's I only have the capacity to do just that. Just that one promoting marketing thing. As trying. And you've got to remember, you know, trying to do it all can leave you tied in knots and your mind melted onto the floor. So you're stepping in it. <laughs> you need to figure out your time frame, prioritize writing, publishing and promoting tasks to match your schedule. And this is going to look different for all of us. What's diff- what works for me is not going to work for you because your life is different to mine and what you need to do is different for me. And what you want to do is not the same as me. So you need to figure these things out. But you need to find what works for you and stick with that. As I said, it also comes down to priorities. Think of your target audience in mind here. So if, say, your target audience, you know, you know they're newspaper readers. Let's say maybe you'll start with that type of marketing, articles, etc. and so on. So I found this method is completely working for me. 
I've identified the areas in my hybrid author business which I need to produce results to move my workflow forward weekly. These areas allocated are all- then allocated to specific days and, and pretty much the same each week. So I'm getting into a routine in my hybrid author business. These are small steps, but I'm ticking them off each week and they're leading to big production movements within my business to earn an income, promote me and my work and produce future work to keep the business moving forward to sustain it in the long run. So once I finish my women's fiction, the next project I want to work on will be around this type of topic, all the stuff I've just spoke about. It's There's a working title at the moment called The Organised Author, and that this is going to be book number three in my non-fiction author lining series. It will join freelance writing quick tips for fast success and author fears and how to overcome them. But I'll keep you posted here. And I'd absolutely love to spark a conversation on the, webs- on the hybrid author website or social media platforms around this and around this type of topic, having wide book writing, publishing and promoting aspirations, but feeling lost in life and unable to productively move forward in your writing dreams. How to be a hybrid and have it all? Well, first you need to define what having it all means to you and build your hybrid author business around that. Identify priorities within each aspect of your business and break these tasks down even further to achieve each week in line with your real life commitments. So I hope you can now apply what I've just talked about, identifying the various hybrid author traits that apply to your hybrid author profile and will consider the sky's the limit on your author dreams and building balance around all of them to work for you and move your hybrid author business forward for sustainability. So there you have it, folks. The wise words of me. <laughs> well, I, I hope they were wise to you and I hope you got something out of that because I just, I've had a few really, really thinking about what a hybrid author profile is, what a hybrid author is, as you can tell, and um, how I am building, balancing hybrid aspirations each week to balance them and sustain this kind of business as well. And I just think these these items are all super important. So each one needs attention. And effectively, I've I've put something together that is is working for me to be able to do all these things at once. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have children's author Javita Nielsen on signing your second book deal. I wish you well on your author adventure this next week. That's it from me. It's bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.